the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are limitations that come with being married because you've got responsibilities, and it's a good thing. Uh, But if God has gifted you to be single, that's a very good thing for the church because single people don't have those responsibilities, and they're more free to be able to do ministry for the Lord in the church. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. That is the subject of our time today here on this edition of Study Verse by Verse as Pastor Leighton Sheely continues with our survey of 1 Corinthians. We're in chapter 7 today as we focus on relationships inside of the home and, as Pastor Leighton just mentioned, the benefits of being single. With today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and highlands.us on the net, once again, Here's Pastor Layton with today's program. Fill this place, speaking of our souls, speaking of this building and the sanctuary with your holy presence. Be our teacher this day as we now turn our attention to your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to invite you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. As you're doing that, I'll just briefly uh, give you a review that this was a a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul to a small, struggling new church in the city of Corinth, a city known for its wickedness and hedonistic uh, culture, and yet a very prosperous community. And so Christians uh, were struggling to overcome the influences of the culture around them, and rise to standards of conduct that should reflect a child of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We've uh, begun studying a portion of Scripture from the latter half of chapter 6 on where the Apostle Paul gives instruction concerning sex, marriage, divorce, and remarriage. As I mentioned in weeks previous, there might be some among us who were raised to believe that certain subjects should not be uh, discussed in church, However, Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching church. If the Bible teaches it, we teach it. We don't just pick and choose our favorite subjects or subjects that we're comfortable with. Uh, We've said over the weeks it's important for us to remember every day God is good. All the time time and all the time. And God wants what is good for us. And so when God says do this, he knows it's because it's good for us. If he says don't do that, it means because he knows that is not good for us. It's going to cause us harm. When we do what God tells us not to do or we do not do what God tells us to do, the Bible calls that sin, sin damages. That's why God doesn't want us to sin because it causes damage, and that's why he's given us his word, so we know how to identify sin and avoid the damage that sin causes. Now, in chapter 7, Paul answers questions that the believers had written to him, providing guidance on many things, including marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Marriage is holy in the sight of the Lord. Ephesians tells us that it is a reflection of the relationship shared between believers and their Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. 
The Holy Scriptures refer to the church as the bride of Christ. And with the high value that God places on marriage, it is no wonder that marriage is under continuous attack by the enemies of God. A while back, one of our neighbors wrote a letter to the pastor suggesting there was nothing wrong with homosexual marriages because traditional marriages were in such poor condition. With regards to the premise that traditional marriages are in poor condition, the neighbor is right. In the United States today, there are almost as many divorces as there are marriages. And most unfortunately is there's very little statistical difference between those who identify themselves as Christians and those who do not. Many Christians are living just like the rest of the world, either because they're choosing to not act like Christians or because their churches are not teaching what the Bible has to say about these subjects. So although their premise is correct, their conclusion is not. Uh, If we keep a biblical perspective, we realize that there has never been a perfect marriage nor a perfect family. The first family with Adam and Eve was so dysfunctional that one son killed another son over a religious difference. Cain killed his brother Abel. And yet after many, many generations of nothing except dysfunctional families, God still made it clear that he hates divorce. His opinion regarding marriage has never changed, and God's opinion is the only opinion that really matters. Now, marriage problems have been manifest throughout human history. That was also true in the Roman Empire at the time of Paul's writing this letter. Uh, In the passage we studied last week, Paul answered some questions uh, asked by the Corinthian believers and established clearly that both marriage and singleness are good and acceptable to God. He indicated that marriage is the norm, but singleness is a special gift given to few for their blessing and also for the blessing of the church. All of us have been single at one time or another, and statistically about 90% of us will at one time or another be married. So the questions asked by the believers in Corinth relate to marriage under several different circumstances, asking, should I get married, should I stay married, or should I terminate a marriage? And in verses 6 through 8, Paul answers questions about marriage, divorce, and remarriage under four different types of circumstances. Number one, those formerly married. Number two, those married to unbelievers. Number three, those married to unbelievers who want to remain married. And number four, those married unto unbelievers who do not want to remain married. So the first situation uh, gives biblical guidance in reference to believers who were previously married but currently single. Verse 8, to the unmarried and the widows I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now, in this chapter, uh, Paul talks about three categories of single people, and understanding the distinctions is essential to correctly understanding the passage. Uh, Virgins, parthenoic, refers to single people who have never been married. The second category is widows, who are single people who were formerly married, but that relationship has been severed by the death of the spouse. And then a third category is those unmarried, The word unmarried is agamas in the original language. It's from wedding or marriage with the negative a attached. And it's only used four times in the New Testament. All four times it's used are used in this chapter. So it's important to look at how it's used in this chapter to understand its meaning. Verse 32 uses it, but there is very little hint as to its specific meaning there. Verse 34 uses it more definitively. It says the woman who is is unmarried and the virgin... 
So Paul is thinking in terms of two distinct groups, those who are unmarried and the virgin. So those who are unmarried do not include those who are virgin. Verse 8 speaks to the unmarried and to the widows. So we can conclude that the unmarried also excludes the widows. And then uh, the clearest insight comes from verses 10 and 11, where it reads, The wife should not leave or divorce her husband, but if she does leave, let her remain unmarried. So the term unmarried indicates those who were previously married but are not widows, uh, people who are believers who are single but not virgins. Therefore, the conclusion is that it's a reference to those who are divorced. Now, before receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, no doubt some of the Corinthian believers had followed the standards of their day, which is very much, unfortunately, like the standards of our day. And uh, they had been married perhaps several times and divorced. And so after they became a Christian, then these believers asked if they had a right or even a responsibility to marry. Verse 8, To the unmarried and widows I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. As I am. You know, we know very little about any of the apostles because they really didn't write about themselves. They didn't write about each other. They wrote about Jesus. And uh, so we have very little uh, knowledge of it. But we have small insight here into the life of the apostle Paul, for he numbers himself among those unmarried or widows, widowers. And so uh, Paul may have been a member of the Sanhedrin, and scholars suggest that being married was a prerequisite for being a member of that august body. Now unmarried, Paul was free of the responsibilities of marriage and family, and therefore available to devote himself more fully to ministry. That situation has been of enormous value to the church throughout history, even today. Our church and many churches around the world benefit from the work of the Apostle Paul, through the scriptures that the Holy Spirit wrote through him and the foundations that he laid for the church. Paul is an example of the power of singles in ministry. And because singles are free of the responsibilities of marriage and family, many of the ministries here at Church of the Highlands are led by and active by uh, singles. Now, when I was single, my focus was on this month. Uh, and I had lots of money. And then I got married. And then my focus changed. It was more like on this year. We're going to have enough to pay taxes at the end of this year and this rent and things like that. And although I made the same amount of money, all of a sudden I didn't have so much money for some reason. And, uh, and then I became a father. And my focus actually expanded to not just my generation, but the legacy I was going to leave for generations to come and what kind of a world I was leaving for my children. And although I made the same amount of money, now I had no money. (laughs) And uh, with two kids in college, I'm just thankful to be able to eat occasionally. (laughs) The point is, is that, that there are limitations that come with being married because you've got responsibilities, and it's a good thing. Uh, But if God has gifted you to be single, that's a very good thing for the church because single people don't have those responsibilities and they're more free to be able to do ministry for the Lord in the church. Verse 9 says, uh, if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So Paul sets his point here is to set an option, either remain single or get married for widows or believers who were divorced before receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If the believer was not designed by God to be single, 
described here as lacking self-control, then that person should prepare to get married. In fact, let them marry in the Greek is in the aorist imperative indicating a strong command. What Paul was saying is, get married. That's a command. Um, Paul says it's better to marry than to burn. And the word burn there is from inflamed. It refers to being filled with strong passion. A person who is uh, filled with a burning appetite uh, for, with sexual desire cannot live a happy life and is always distracted from their ability to serve the Lord. And uh, even if that act never results in an actual act of immorality. And in a society like Corinth's or ours today where immorality is so prevalent promoted and accepted, it's difficult for singles to not succumb to temptation. Well, we do live in a society that is vastly tempting for so many folks. All the more reason to be led by the Spirit as we are learning here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. If you'd like to find out a bit more about us, who we are, the ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, we invite you to visit our website. You'll find us on the World Wide Web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Well, tomorrow we're back in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, looking once again at marriage, divorce, and remarriage from God's perspective. Here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.